Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast we've let him out of his cave from on top of the games mountain and he's come down to share news, games news. That's right, it's the Games Keeper and he's here with uh, award news for, uh, for the Game Awards, the Golden Joystick Awards. We talk a bit about the year of games and how not great it's been. And look forward to what's hopefully going to be a better year in 2021. If you want to see what we're talking about, that's a weird one, uh, you can check us out on YouTube. Uh, while you're there, give us a little subscribe. It's a big help to us. And ultimately, it's a big help to you. So here we go. This is CookieCast, the Games Keeper. Right, here we go. We're off, just like that. We Sweet. are off, and obviously, the only thing needed here is one giant cup of coffee. And uh, I have some rum and some water. Together or separately? No, rum on its own and water on its own. Why is there no more rum? Well, there won't be in a minute. <laughs> The eagle, the eagle-eyed and the eagle-eared amongst you of long-time podcast watching and listening uh, will notice that I am not alone, which is sometimes the case, but usually in the box either to the left or the right of the screen, depending how it uh, how it appears, there's either you know like a a Paul or a or a well, it's usually Paul, isn't it? So uh, <laughs> it's usually Paul. <laughs> But, uh, as I used to say, down from the mountain comes the Keeper of the Games. Games Keeper, how are you, sir? Good. I've been holed up for a few months, I have to say. Um, Yeah, it's been a weird weird year for games. Um, We were doing a series of podcasts, were we not, back in the summer. And then I stopped because there was nothing to report. There was literally, the news was so thin that it felt like a crime to even report it. I was getting things like, oh, there's a game releasing at some point in the near future, probably next year, that we don't know who's going to make it or what it's even going to be about. I'm, so, I'm pretty sure we were talking about Cyberpunk being released. Uh, <laughs> September, we were, wasn't it? That's yeah, when it we was getting, being released. We were getting excited for Cyberpunk. Um but that's not happened either. So, yeah, it's been a strange year. Then with all the PS5 and Xbox excitement, which wasn't really excitement, I just kind of... I've been playing games, lots of games. I've been playing lots of games, uh, but nothing particularly new. Lots of cool things on deals, and, you know, there's been deals everywhere. Um, and Game Pass is, is really good at the moment. There's lots of cool stuff on there. So, yeah, I've been away for a bit. I, I just wrote a blog just saying, hi, po people have been away uh, explaining why I've been away and how terrible 2020 is where uh, where can people find the blog oh hello 
Is it? Have we just been? You froze momentarily. I had to cover for the for the freeze. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The connection is currently unstable. Ah, right, yeah. <laughs> um, Sony and Microsoft are trying to block me because I'm disrespecting their new consoles. <laughs> they they know. <laughs> They've had my feedback and they don't like it. <laughs> but I was saying, yeah, 2021 is looking really really cool. I think 2021 could be the year of the game. There's some great stuff coming out. There are some really cool titles coming out. When exactly? Mostly seems to be summer. But there's some great stuff coming out. There are loads of titles on all sorts of platforms. Um, yeah, I think next year is going to be better. When I look back at this year, as we're going to cover um, the Golden Joystick Awards, I would imagine next year's Golden Joystick Awards to be a bit more varied. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where we are. So as you pre as as you were just saying, the reason that we are gathered here today is because of the Golden Joystick Awards. Um, that uh, the awards have been circulated in our many groups, uh, and there's been a lot of feedback in those groups. Uh, obviously, I'm sure you have an opinion on those awards. I certainly have an opinion on those awards. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, my opinion of those awards shows us what a weak year we've had because there's not really anything in there. And I'm looking at games in there like Best Game Expansion, No Man's Sky, which is a good game expansion, but it's such an old game now. Like, if that's the best game expansion, uh, I'm still playing Minecraft. I mean, of course you're still playing Minecraft. Yeah. Uh, I just, yeah, um, eSports Game of the Year, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. Uh, yeah, it feels weak, it really does. weak. Is it going to be worth going through each of the awards one by one? Only if you want to disagree with all of them and make this a seven-hour podcast. <laughs> the problem, the problem I've got is past <laughs> the first. I mean, let's get it out on front street. Past the Go first on. mention. Of The Last of Us Part 2. I would probably disagree with every single mention of it after that. Uh, I'm just looking at the list now. I've seen it a few times. But um, I don't know. The best gaming hardware might be right. (laughs) Uh, Best gaming hardware. I mean. The NVIDIA GeForce RTX 380 might be really good. Not the year to be talking about graphics cards. I think they should have left that award off. You can't get you can't get a graphics card if you go to shop that sells graphic cards and offer them four or five members of your family. It's like this is my gran, this is my mum, this is my sister's dog, this is my auntie. Can I have a graphics card, please? They're like, nah, mate. Sorry, we can't get you one because the shops are closed and everything's been sold out. However, if you order one, it might be replaced with a tin of cat food. Or, or a PS5. Maybe you'll get th- some of, of the missing ps 5s <laughs> Or a bag of rice. <laughs> I think one person got a five kilo bag of rice instead of a PS5. Quite, quite entertaining. There have, been some, mean, there have been some amusing replacements. Actually, uh, I would like to make a shout out to all the bastards that did a massive purchase of PS5s and then sold them at £2,000 a pop. You guys need to be arrested. 
<laughs> I saw something there. earlier about them about eBay clamping down on people selling pictures of PS5s. Wow. I remember. I mean, it. I did. I did see a PS3 and a PS2 tied together, and someone was like serious offers only. I thought that was that was quite amusing. I just, I, I am not the man to speak to about next gen gaming because. Well, I think you should lead the um, Golden Joystick Awards because you played Last of Us Two and I didn't. And I still haven't. So I think you should lead, considering Last of Us Two takes probably fifty percent of the uh, of the actual award ceremony. And that's not even that much of a joke, is it? One, two, no. three. They also got Four, um, five five awards in there. Now is that including the Naughty Dog one? That's so Naughty Dog also got Company of the Year, Studio of the Year, sorry. Studio of the Year, so that's, that's another one. Um, and, and as I've said, the majority of it I don't agree with. Um, best storytelling, I would say you could argue a case for The Last of Us Part 2. Well, I see, I was looking at the list thinking, what else would I choose? That's the thing. I'm thinking about games that came out in 2020. And to be honest, what else? There weren't really any major story games out. So, I can't think of it. I, can, I can't think of any. So, as far as I'm concerned, if you're, if somebody is going to put The Last of Us Part Two up as their game for whichever award, my counter argument will pretty much always be Ghost of Tsushima. So, oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. second award on this list that Last of Us Part 2 gets is Best Visual Design. Incorrect. The, la the Last of Us Part 2 is a well-made, well-rounded, well-polished game. But it is a sequel. They will have had X amount of it already built because it was a sequel. You know, tweak this person, make them look ever so slightly older. Tweak this person, make them look a bit older and a bit more rough around the edges. But they will have had that model to start with. Mm. Ghost of Tsushima bridges the gap between game and art. Right. The, I can safely say that it is the first game. You know when they put photo mode in games? Yeah. And 9.8% of the time you go, who cares? <laughs> oh, like I took a picture of me staring at a wall. Cool. <laughs> Ghost of Shima is the first game where I was like, this is built for a photo mode. Even even me was there going, man, I've got to take a picture of that. That scenery, <laughs> that, that sort of sprawling landscape. I, I'd actually taken a picture. I'd climbed up at the side of a hill. And you know when people say, oh, as far as the eye can see, it was very much that as far as the eye can see sort of thing because you were elevated and i was like gotta take a snapshot of that mm. it is a work of art yeah i quite like taking snapshots in um ghost Re ghost recon yeah when you've got sprawling landscapes that just go on forever and yeah, it looks cool for whatever makes the last of us part two good 
Ghost of Tsushima is worlds apart when it comes to visual. Yeah, because that, that's not visual. even in the list, Ghost of Tsushima, for anything. It's not, it's not on a single thing. And this is it. That surprised me. Visual design, Ghost of Tsushima, all day long. Um, I mean, best audio. What exactly is it that we mark the best audio on? It must be based on your surround sound. Like surround as in sound. When you put your headphones, when you put your headphones on, yeah. how the experience is. So I would imagine it's going to be that, and whether the the quality of the loud sounds is good enough for the quiet sounds, and the voice is right, and all that kind of stuff. I assume that's what it is, but that, I'm guessing. Obviously, I'm basing that on what I know about movies. If it's not best soundtrack, it's best audio. Then I would assume that's what it covers. But I mean, yeah, most games have got good audio. Yeah. So <laughs> how how do you how do you, you fight need. that one out? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, you've got Studio <laughs> of the Year. Well, when you give five of your awards to one game, do we think that the studio that made that game is going to get that award? It, and what is the Studio of the Year based on? Is it based on the fact that they're a good studio, good to work for, have great ethics, have haven't been sued because they've tried to rape somebody in their team? Like, what's the reasons? Because obviously, if you were to include somebody like Ubisoft in there, then with the controversy they've had this year, they were never going to get Studio of the Year, assuming you're basing it on your employee experience. Or is it based on the quality of what you produce? It would be nice to know what the criteria is. Mm. I'm sure we could find it if we Googled it. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that's true. I mean, I think there are some stupid things in here. Like, I think the Still Playing Award. Uh, you know, M Minecraft, why not GTA? GTA 5? Right, GTA has been... GTA 5, has that not been around since PS3? Yeah. And it's about to be remastered for the PS5. Yeah. Because people want to play it. And has one of so the biggest online communities of any game ever. The first billion dollar game. Yeah. Like, why... How is that not in the Still Playing because people are still playing. Yeah. I mean, I know people are still playing Minecraft, but people are still playing World of Warcraft as well. Why isn't yeah. that in there? Like, are you basing it on... Is it based on the actual size of the community or amount of people playing at one time? Because, just on a side note, uh, Avengers, Marvel Avengers, um, is struggling to have 500 players at one time. At the moment. Yep. Considering it had 2.4 million pre-orders... Yeah, it's only got like 500 players tops at any one time. So they're in they're in a spot of bother. Well, they, as a company, they reported a $46 million loss, didn't they? But didn't mm. say that it was the Avengers. Avengers. No, but then everybody was, 90, was like, There was a 98% drop in gameplay uh, after the first week. So, I mean, that's a massive, massive sum. Shame, because I think it's a game that probably could have legs. They might fix it, though. It's early days. Anyway, that's for another... The one cast. that I'm looking at, that I'm like... For me, if a game appears on a games award mm. that I've never heard of, best performer. Oh, yeah. Kamala Khan from Avengers. Oh, mate, no, I'm looking at it wrong, aren't I? This is actually a person. Yeah, so the actress is Sandra, Sandra Sad, and she played Kamala Khan in the Avengers. Right. Because I was looking like Critics' Choice and all this. Yeah. 
So why, if if The Last of Us Part Two isn't the best game since sliced bread, why didn't um, what's her name, that Laura Bailey, the one that was getting all the abuse oh, yeah. online, why didn't she win? Yeah, Last well, of Us Part it, Two. They also, if the critics' choice, we know that Last of Us Two got massive reviews. So I appreciate that the best indie game is Hades, but does that make it the critics' choice? Surely the critics choice based on the amount of people that actually critiqued last of us 2 it should have probably got that award as well it doesn't really make sense because more because more people would have heard of last of us 2 than hades that meaning there were more critics for last of us 2 so therefore that makes it the critics choice right or did they just have five guys from empire sat in a room and went yeah i think it's probably hades because i'm playing that at the moment and yeah. I played Last of Us 2 like six months ago. <laughs> I mean, like... It say, seems like really... It's a really random award, that. I've, no, I've never heard of Hades, but I don't swim in the indie circles. I have been since I've got the Switch, because there are some great indie games on Switch, but there aren't that many I would play on, on like an Xbox or something, purely for graphical reasons, really. An outstanding contribution, the gaming industry... Is that a company, or is that the gaming industry as a whole? I don't know. <laughs> because can you award an entire industry? That's like saying outstanding contribution. Hospitality and catering industry. Yeah. Uh, is that a thing? <laughs> Best new streamer slash broadcaster. I know, I am Brandon. Brandon, if you're out there, can you give us a shout? Because I have no idea who you are. Sorry, mate. Again, not circles <laughs> that I uh, that I swim in. Um, but get hold of Cookie and we'll get you on a podcast and just sort of wave. Nintendo Game of the Year, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, it's because it's the most sold. Yeah. Yeah, so Nintendo that's, that's made why. their money yeah. on that one. They like, did, yeah. They've done 60 million... Dollars or something in its first three months, something like that. It's a huge game on the Switch. That it's Massive. it's their biggest like franchise. So Mario. <laughs> well, I mean Mario's. You know, there's not a lot on Mario these days, is there? Um, no. So we've got to look at most wanted game. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, God of War isn't my most wanted game. I mean, I want it, but it's not my on my top list. It's probably not on there. I would say Cyberpunk is probably still my most wanted game, even though I've cancelled my pre-order because I'm bored of it. <laughs> it's still a game I really want to play. Um, but that said, um, uh, after looking at 2021, there's quite a few games I really want. Gotham Knights, I'm quite excited about that. Um, mm. Gollum. I'm excited about that. It's a new Halo game when it comes out. Yep, I'd like to play Halo. It's great fun. Um, what else? Jeez, there's loads. Um, there, there are tons of games <laughs> that I really want. I, I don't know how God of War sneaks in. And like I was saying earlier, um, the problem for me with God of War is it's a console exclusive. So does that mean that everybody is only playing PlayStation games, because surely a most wanted game needs to cover PC, Xbox, PlayStation, which would probably be Cyberpunk at this point in time. 
Yeah. It feels like a very fixed um, category. Because let's put it like this, if you put a PlayStation gamer and an Xbox gamer in the same room and you ask them the same question, what's your most, what's your most wanted game? One will say Halo, the other will say God of War. Yeah. <laughs> and like you said, chances are both of them would probably throw out Cyberpunk somewhere along the line. Any gamer worth his stones is going to want Cyberpunk. If nothing else, just for the hype. And Keanu Reeves. Weirdly, it's the hype that is killing that game for me. I agree. That's why I've, that's, that's why I've like stopped the pre-order. Because just it, it like... got to a point where we, we did so many reports on it. And I like did so much stuff on my own page about it. I got bored of writing about it. I just got tired of writing about every single little tweak and thing they've added or taken out. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to ignore the hype from now on. I'm going to stop looking at it. I'm just going to wait till it's released and then I'll get it. <laughs> just like my interest in next gen, next gen gaming, my interest in cyberpunk is almost the same. No, no game will ever live up to the hype that that game has. And that's why it's been delayed so much. Mm. That game was ready 18 months ago. And I bet yeah, I if you right. if you could get a copy of the game that existed then and a copy of the game that exists now, I bet there there I bet there is no similarities between them. I would imagine they're worlds apart. Yeah. CD oh, Project Red got stuck in their own heads with this mm. one. <laughs> they really did. They were told by their community this is going to be the best game ever made, ever released, ever in existence. And they went, but what if it's not? <laughs> and what they will have then generated is this perpetuating thing where they keep going, oh, we think we've got it. We think this could be what will live up to the standards. And then the community goes, oh my God, it's just going to be the, the best game ever. And they go, but what if it's not? Yeah, I think you're right. This is a company that made The Witcher 3, which has got to be, hands down, one of the biggest games. Yeah, it's still a very... You see, that ever. could be a still playing, still playing Witcher 3, because that's still full price on most platforms. It's still got tons of players, and it's killing it on the Switch at the moment. So that's a still playing yeah, it's the I don't game. know how that beats Minecraft. It's a game that just keeps on going. Yeah, it does. Like every time just, you think... I think they've just added a new mod to it as well. The actual CD Projekt Red, which lets you do a load of new stuff. New sets of armor, new swords, new spells. So they're, they're still building stuff for it. So, I mean, that's pretty, it's pretty impressive, that. Yeah. Hmm. What else is on there that's good? Best game expansion? No Man's Sky. To be honest, their, their, their expansions have been massive. They're huge. They're so big, their expansions. So, yeah, probably. I, I'm trying to think of other games that have got DLCs. And most were like, oh, some skins and a, and a map. Um, no Man's Sky really does have like a massive, massive new content they've added new vehicles new ships new ways to farm new outfits new planets hundreds of new planets new aliens basically it's technically a new game and i think it was free as well i think all the expansions have been free i think so um, certainly some of them have 
I know the last few. Yeah, so. The thing about that, that for me, I've played No Man's Sky recently from from yeah. scratch, having got, having moved a little bit away from the PS4 and a little bit more towards the Xbox One with the yeah. addition of the whole Game Pass, the ultimate sort of thing where everything's rolled into one and then they added yeah. EA to it and, and it just, it feels to me like PS ended when it was the PS3. I had yeah. I had literally no interest in the PS3 other than exclusives until I, I learned that PSN was free and you got free games uh, yeah. and it just and it just kept going and it was like this is insane. Mm. Game Pass feels a little bit like that for me like the back end of this console generation is where this console has really come into its own. Yeah, so the Game Pass is really strong at the moment. When I saw that No Man's Sky was there, I was like, this is a game I bought on, on release uh, and played and was like, oh. And then I, I was aware that I, I bought it again further down the line and right. again was like, oh. And then for a third time, I downloaded it on the Xbox and I was like, right, let's see. You know, I know that there's been this huge expansion recently and I played it for a little bit. I was like, Oh, because ultimately, no matter what they do to that game, the core game is still there. And the core of that game is you will never have enough stuff. Yeah, That's right. all that game is. You will never have enough. And after a while, like every time it tells you to do something, it's like, oh, you need to build this machine. All right, cool. And it takes 50 of this thing. Ah, oh, cool. You've got one. Okay. Where do I get the other 49 that I need? Mm. Who knows? Go nuts. <laughs> On the planet. <laughs> it's somewhere. <laughs> and it's like, there were, there were times of playing. I mean, I got, like, the first time and the second time, I, I got so far, you know move through different systems and stuff and and that sort of thing but it was always you will never have enough stuff the game it was one of the first games i played when i got my psvr i actually think it's great in vr i mean this like you say the core game is kind of go here pick up this and build that but if you're new to vr it's a really good game to start with speaking of vr yeah What's distinctly lacking from the uh, Golden Joystick Awards? Any VR game Didn't at all? Didn't see a single VR game. I can say no. this much, and I know that this isn't um, a this year game, but I've just finished, literally in the last couple of days, I've just finished a VR game, which I can say now is hands down one of the best gaming experiences I've ever had. Which? Because I played Boneworks. Oh yeah, you were saying and that. And that thing, game yeah. is on another level. But there's pretty sure Half Life Alex came out this year. I was about to say there's a couple of games I should definitely be in there. One is Half Life Alex, and the other is Iron Man. Iron Man because of the use of the PSVR, the way they use it is amazing. The game itself is all right, but the actual the use of the VR is amazing. They use every single aspect to its maximum. And you actually feel like Iron Man. That should have been in there. Half-Life Alex, for obvious reasons. Because it looks bloody amazing. And, and it's a VR game. 
Um, so yeah, I don't know why there's no VR. I, I feel that VR again is really starting at the moment, really starting to come up. There are some great games at the moment that've been added to the PlayStation Store. I made a list of about 20 games that are on my wish list, and it's really picking up, but it still doesn't get enough coverage. I rinse the Black Friday. I always do. Um, like for for Oculus, mm. they do the Black Friday, they do the Cyber Monday, but they also do. Um, I think it was last year they did like a Christmas week where right. every day they put a game on sale. And I think oh, cool. barring one day, I bought all of them. Sweet. Because they're generally, here's a reasonable game at a reasonable discount. Mm. On Black Friday, I bought four games. Huh. Um, and I paid for three of the four... I paid the amount it would have cost me for one of them normally. Right, right. So I think I spent yeah, I think 30 quid in total. I just total. bought um, Here They Lie. I bought that. And I bought Final Assault. Dude, you have to get Final Assault. It was like seven quid. And it's a basically a bit like XCOM, but you control like an army. It's set in World War Two, and it's 360. So hmm. you basically like like fly your planes and you pick up tanks and you pick up troops and it's cross-play as well so it's like cross-platform between oculus and whatever there's a single player campaign it's such a cool looking game nice. you literally it's like you know like tabletop warfare mm. it's basically live tabletop warfare hmm. all your characters move and stuff and you just pick them up and you move them there's some XCOM style tactics in there like and it's like 7.99 and that's its normal price like get it it's nice. so good get it yeah, the I one, it on the, the the one that I was disappointed wasn't reduced for Black Friday was um, Asgard's Wrath, because that's the other one that I fancy. But I picked oh, yeah. up two games that I've been after playing since release. Um, right. One of them I wasn't able to play until recently, but the other one was available on the Quest, which was The Climb. Because um, mm. that looked like an interesting... It always gets really good reviews as well. Uh, they put that on at half price. It's like, can't sniff at that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the other one, is it is it Stormfront? I keep getting the name of it wrong. Stormfront, isn't that a witch again? Like I say, I keep getting the name of it wrong, so... Uh, I, well, it won't be in the... Because I've bought it. What's it, it about? Uh, where's my library? Oh, it's there. Stormland. Uh, you, you play as a robot. Oh, cool. Uh, okay. It, it's this. Stormland. Oh, yeah, okay. I recognise that. Um, but again, it's like 4.5 out of 5. It's normally 30-something quid or something like that. Mm. Um... So, yeah, obviously, as, as you and I being VR players, to see a distinct lack of VR in those awards, even well, if there had been an award that was Best VR Game, that lends itself to at least giving one award to the VR community. Well, especially, you can, the, the VR community is a lot bigger. You've only got to look at our WhatsApp group. There are like nine of us in that group, and I think six of us have got VR. You... Me, Sked, Ben, Dench, um, Louis, 
although he doesn't he, we don't speak to him much so yeah six of us have got vr out of the nine so that's like that shows that that people are playing it and whenever i go into game to chat to the guys in there they've all got vr i mean okay they work in a game shop but that's not the point is it it means that more people have got it and now the oculus quest or whatever it is is like the price that it is i feel that this is the way that gaming is probably going to go and it, and it should and it should because i mean i've been playing squadrons and i've played squadrons in vr and i play squadrons without vr i have to say without vr it's not a very interesting game at all really it's isn't. really hard it's, it's a lot harder to play because you just don't get the feel for the ship if you like but in vr it never gets boring like it's great if you can deal with there's a couple of levels that give you a bit of motion sickness but like you get used to it the more you play it um but uh, squadrons is excellent in vr that is such a that is like every kid's dream get yourself into an x-wing and kill tie fighters or vice versa and it's it's great like it's, that's the way of gaming for me every flight sim should be vr ghost recon should be vr like it'd be so cool uh, there was a lot of talk around the fact that half-life alex was supposed to be the star of the of the bridge between gaming and vr mm. you know everybody waited what felt like an entire lifetime for a new half-life game yeah and then they got one but it was only in vr mm. and and that monopoly of that franchise it was very much a you want it it's there come and get it mm. smart move from the VR community, from the VR side of things, um, I said with the with the introduction of the ne next gen consoles that I would rather take the money that I would have potentially spent on these consoles and pump that money into the PC to allow for the Oculus Link. Um, so the opportunity to play games that I previously wasn't able to play like that Stormland and um, Boneworks I mean mm. Boneworks worth, it was worth it just for that um, yeah, right. I, I still say to this day one of not only the best VR experiences but the best gaming experiences I've ever had the opportunity to be a part of is Arizona Sunshine that is a game yeah, that I've yeah. played more than I've played probably any game. That's on sale at the moment. <laughs> and it's just it's just this this entire experience. Boneworks is on that sort of level. So the fact that this is where I personally think not the future of all gaming, but certainly there is a future of this gaming. Definitely. To not even give one award, best yeah, VR, best it, VR game of the year. It's almost like trying to ignore that it exists, yeah. <laughs> when quite clearly it is now a part of the gaming community. It but it, of, but it's fine. It's we can give five awards to The Last of Us Part Two, which was okay. Yeah. Well, like we said, I mean that's this year's golden joystick. Pretty disappointing. But uh, as I keep saying, I think next year is going to be. It's going to be a different story. I would <laughs> imagine there'll there'll be some there'll be some a bit more. <coughs> you know the weirdest thing. I have a horrible feeling that this was being said 
this time last year. I don't I, know. I don't. I have a weird we, feeling. I think we'd we'd already said that before all the lockdown and stuff. We we did a podcast about something, and we were like, "Man, there's not really that much coming out." And we were just like, "What's what's happening? There's it doesn't seem that good." And that was before COVID, and COVID has been blamed for everything. Yeah. Um, I, I think as far as it stunting games, I don't think COVID's got anything to do with it. No. Um, I think you can either make a game or you can't. <laughs> um, but we'll see. Like, there's next year we'll, we'll tell because if next year is as good as I think it will be, then all those games were made this year during COVID. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, yeah, that'll, that'll shut that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know a lot of companies reported that they weren't affected by the virus. They were, they were like, we sent all of our people home weeks ago. You know, yeah. when the world was going into lockdown, they were like, our people have been working from home for some of them months. It's not going to affect. And, you know, when you work in the games world, it chances are if you've got a laptop, you can keep working. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not, it's the difference between sitting at a desk in an office and sitting at a desk at home. If you work in that industry, chances are your PC at home is probably more powerful than your PC at work. Yeah, it's stuff it's like better, that. Yeah. You know, if you're part of that world, you're passionate about that world. Working from home probably makes no difference to those people. I agree. So I don't think it's that that would ever stunt game growth. I think what stunts games grow, game growth is... For want of a better way of putting it, games companies put too much into the wrong things. Look at Avengers. Yeah. If you're going to report a $46 million loss... Yeah, I don't know what they did there. Are you going to learn from that? I'm uh, sure there was I a report that said that that game cost $100 million to make. Something like that, yeah. I mean, I've been following $100 million! Yeah, I mean, I, I bought it, so and I, I, I don't mind it, to be honest. I, I, it's a simple game. It, like I like it when I can pick up every so often and just bash things. Um, I think that it's got potential, but I think they probably need to listen to their community and, and really like take on board what, what the hardcore gamers want out of it because people are saying, you know, yeah, it's all well and good giving us new characters, but we need new levels to be able to play those characters on. And everybody said... Like, they all loved the campaign. The campaign was great. And then when the campaign stopped, it was like, well, now what? We just go back and do the same four levels over and over again to level our characters up. And it's sure that it's never going to have longevity. You've got to... It's, it's a bit like Squadrons. Squadrons is, is probably going to die a death in a year's time because EA keeps saying there's going to be no DLCs. We're not doing anything. That's the game. Um, they're releasing two new ships this month. And they're like, and that's it. It's like a, a thank you to the fans, blah, blah, blah. I don't really understand because a game like Squadrons could go on for as long as you want it to. And yes, it was only £40 game, only £40. Um, but the actual content, there are probably only six maps, multiplayer maps. There are five ships and a bunch of stuff you can unlock. But you can acquire glory in the game so quickly that you can unlock everything really early on. So once you've unlocked everything and you've kitted out your ship and you're already top dog, what do you, you know, it's fun to play it in VR, but there are other games you want to play. 
you you need to keep people coming back otherwise yeah it's all well and good ea saying well we told gamers that it was going to be a game that's done and dusted and that's it and that's that's what we've done but if you're going to do that you need to make your campaign longer than eight hours you know mm-hmm. it's 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 a it's there are 14 missions that they don't take that long they're fun but they don't take very long and once you've done multiplayer for a bit you've kind of done it <laughs> there's there's not much else to go back for i own it and i've played x amount of it but i felt that the uh i always have to sort of say in the words of sam i feel that the pacing was way off in that game the point where I felt it was starting to get better, they were like, oh, you know, we're going to give you this mission to do, we're going to give you this mission to do, and it was kind of going like that. And then they were like, now we're going to give you a boring-ass, dull-as-shit mission. And it bored me to tears at the point. And it was literally, the, the only way I could describe it was like running face-first into a wall. Well, the thing is, they, it the was weird. developers said... They wanted to be faithful to the X-Wing and TIE Fighter games of the 90s from the PC. Okay. Well, the one thing that those games did before this one was that they were like 90-hour games. Like X-Wing, you could play forever and never finish it. Yeah. So you could start with that. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have minded if they'd have just copy-pasted those missions. And, and stuck them onto this. That would have been fine. And, that, and this is it. it for a good few months. This is it. Basically, you've got an industry that doesn't know what its community wants. Mm. You have the people making games are there for one reason and one reason only. And that's money. The people that buy those games aren't interested in any of that shit. But what I didn't understand was in, in EA's statement, they, they were very explicit in saying, this is a low-cost game. It's only a £40 game, so you get what you pay for. But if that's what you were worried about, why didn't you make it a £60 game and give it a lot more content? People would have still bought it, because gamers buy games they like. If Slap a game the Star Wars name on or, anything, and people will exactly. buy it. I mean, you've only got to look at Battlefront 2, and that sold at 60 quid, and it's still people play the shit out of it, and it's all right. But Squadrons was specifically going to be for players that wanted to do Flight Sim, and they made a huge point of it. It's really good in VR, which it is. But then you deliver half content. I just think that why, why it's a bit rude to then say, well, you only paid 40 quid. Well, okay, but it's still 40 quid, and you only gave me a game that takes me 40 minutes. So <laughs> is, that, is that a pound a minute? That <laughs> seems a little unfair. <laughs> Like I always say, if it takes you longer to earn the money to buy it than it does to play it, something's yeah. gone wrong. Mm-mm, I agree. But hey, right, before we finish, I've got some interesting facts for 2020. Love a fact. Yeah, so um, let's see, what were the most interesting? Um, so, Activision and Blizzard entered a multi year deal with Google to exclusively broadcast all their eSport content via YouTube. That was in January. Uh, February. Um, Rod Ferguson left his role as lead on the Gears of War series at the Coalition to oversee the Diablo series at Blizzard. I thought that was quite interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought that was quite cool. 
the World War Z developer Saber Interactive was acquired by the Embracer Group for 525 million US dollars. <laughs> wait, wait, there's, there's a much better one coming up, just you wait. Uh, the creator of the Konami code died at the age of 61 on February the 25th. Hmm. Um, let's see what else is on it. Oh yeah, in March, the Rockstar Games co-founder and lead writer Dan Hauser left the company. Huh? Doesn't really say why. <laughs> and the first game developers conference was also held virtually um, due to COVID in March. Uh, let's see. April wasn't that interesting. June. Ah, June. Okay, Sony Interactive Entertainment held its PS5, the future of gaming event, where it unveiled the PlayStation 5. And Microsoft also announced the closure of its Mixer stream as of July the 22nd. <laughs> Bizarre. <laughs> Let's see, August. What do we got in August? Oh, yeah. August was a good one. Epic released a version of Fortnite Battle Royale on iOS and Android that bypassed the store's payment system, leading to both Apple and Google to delist the game. And as we know, each is suing the other. <laughs> Very exciting. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, an online version of GamerCon was held also during that month. September. Oh, yeah, September. This is quite interesting. Global production of the Nintendo 3DS was finally ended. And the creator of Rayman has announced that he's retired from the video game industry to focus on full-time on a wildlife sanctuary. That's uh, random. Okay. <laughs> right, this is, this is probably September's most exciting part. Xbox Game Studios and ZeniMax Media announced plans for game studios to acquire ZeniMax, which includes Bethesda Game Studios, for $7.5 billion. They paid $7.5 billion for Doom and Fallout 4. <laughs> um, that's like, that same month. <laughs> that's like going to, a, that's like going to a, a, an animal shelter and going, uh, have you got any three-legged blind dogs available? They're like, actually, we have. We've got, one, uh, we've got one in the back that's set to be destroyed later today. Cool, I'm going to give you £100,000 for that dog. I mean, okay. on, on the... On the side of that, part, part of the ZeniMax media, it's not just Bethesda, but that's obviously the biggest name. But it's also got Arcane Studios, ID Software, Machine Games, and Tango Gameworks. So ID are quite big. Mm. Um, but yeah, a $7.5 billion is still a lot of pennies. And um, then the they started doing that. <laughs> we might make future Bethesda games Xbox exclusives. But we might not. <laughs> right. And then just released that into the ether and then walked away. Fans went apeshit when they found out that Bethesda games were going to be Xbox exclusive or likely to be. So, like, Doom and Fallout is now Xbox exclusive. Wow. The fans were just went, they just lost their mind. Um, so, yeah, in the same month of September, Amazon announced that they would launch their cloud gaming service called Luna. I'm not sure how that's gone. Um, but Ubisoft are like part of the deal in there. So you'll get lots of free Ubisoft games. Um, what else did we have? Uh, Blizzard Entertainment in October announced they were no longer producing new content for StarCraft 2 after 10 years. Wow. Jeez. Um, Take-Two Interactive and Codemasters have agreed to a buyout for $994 million. That's in November. 
and December it says that the Joystick Awards are happening, but obviously they already have. So there you are. That's a roundup of the most exciting headlines of 2020. <laughs> Lots of money changed hands for not a lot not very of great <laughs> content. I mean, when I saw the Codemasters thing, I was like, do they still make games? Wow. Didn't they used to make like Sega Rally and stuff? Yeah. What Codemasters have they... used to do like Double Dragon and stuff, right? Yeah, what have they made recently? Don't know, but they're worth $994 million, so it must be something. <laughs> if that's anybody a, knows, subscribe. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a real odd one. <laughs> right? Didn't even know they were still in circulation. Obviously, worth the money. Um, yeah, so that's me. That is um, pretty much all I had to say for the, the few months I've been away. I think probably do another podcast in about a month's time. Um, yeah, just after New Year's Day, so we can do a fresh what we're excited for in 2021 i'll have a huge list by then and we'll have had the the big day the, the we'll have had x day so obviously we'll have lots of new things to play um True. the the one i didn't the one vr game i didn't mention because uh i'm, I'm not allowed it until uh until x day is uh, is previously mentioned half-life alex so uh ah. i'll actually i i i myself Spent a whopping six, maybe seven pounds on the DLC to go with it. But I'm not allowed it you until... Bought, you, uh, bought, you bought DLC for a game you don't actually have. Yet. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's that's got to be a first. So I have, to wait, uh, I, mean, I have to wait a month. <laughs> I don't know many people that buy DLC before a game. <laughs> Unless they're getting a special edition. <laughs> well, I looked on the... It was on the Black Friday thing and I was like, I would like this and it's... <sighs> eye-wateringly expensive at normal price but it's quite a bit more reasonable at this price i tell you what if you buy the game i'll buy the dlc (laughs) (laughs) for a whopping seven pounds oh speaking of dlcs and special editions i'm actually believe it or not quite excited for far cry 6 i never thought i'd go back to far cry after the outing that was five. I'm quite interested in the fact that um, what's his name? Giancarlo Esposito's in it. I think that's why I'm excited about it. But I'm not sure the addition of a very good actor is enough to save that franchise. Yeah, I don't know. Um, But if you buy the special edition, you get a miniature version of the toaster door, which is a flamethrower. I mean, who doesn't want that? Everybody needs a flamethrower. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I think it's like £189. Wow. But you do get some postcards as well. Well, postcards, there you go. <laughs> it's worth it just for that. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry. I, I am done now. Yeah, I'm done. Well, now. that's me. If there's nothing else from you, I don't have anything else. I think I've, I've ranted and raved about the the state of the games industry enough at this point in time. Yeah, this year, I mean, to be honest, to wrap up this year, it's been awful. Um, ignoring COVID, COVID aside, um, at, from as a from a gaming point of view, apart from Game Pass, it's been a pretty terrible year. <laughs> and Game Game Pass has only really come into its own in the last two or three months. months? Mm, I, I agree. Since they rolled everything up into one, 
And in the last month, they've added the EA thing, which I know it's not current, but I would say... It's still, it's still all right. I would say 40% of my hard drive at this point in time is taken up with some yeah, EA classics. I'm, play, I'm playing Dead Space 2 at the moment. I'm about to download the first one for Shan, because oh. um, she'll love it. Absolute classic. I'll tell you something, I'm playing it at the moment, and... If they released like a a remastered, tarted up version of all three of those games, I'd be paying in full. In VR, I'd be paying full whack for those. In VR, I definitely would. Yeah, it would be super scary. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was scary without VR, mm. just with the lights out. So yeah. Yeah. Count me in. Okay, mate. Right, well, thank you very much for that. and uh, uh, Have will... a Merry Christmas, all you people out there. Indeed. And uh, a Happy New Year, Facebook. I imagine. You find me on Facebook, Gamekeeper. I'm on Weebly, gamekeeper78.weebly.com. Um, there's not much on there at the moment, because, say, I've been away. But follow me anyway. There'll be stuff on there. Yeah. And if failing that, you can always uh, find links to said things uh, on, on the old cookie cast. Indeed. Facebook. And others. There's a website, so, you know, there's Sweet. stuff there. Right, thank you very much. Thanks. There we go, what do you think of that? Updated information for what's going on in the games world. It's been a while, but uh, it's good to revisit. Good to get that information, that sweet, sweet information. YouTube watchers, do subscribe. Big help to us, big help to the channel. Big help to you because that means we can bring bigger and better content further down the line. Everybody jump over to thecookiecast.com, check us out over there. Send us some form of love, social media love, or drop us an email. Tell us what your favourite game of this year has been, how about that? So that's it for this one. Until next time I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Bye.